Hey, welcome back to a brand new episode of Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking. We are in December now. We're ready for Christmas to come here in a few weeks. We're at the start of what we call Advent season. What is Advent? It's a funny word. We're going to talk about that today. I'm going to explain what it means and how it prepares us for the coming of our Lord, for the birth of Jesus Christ for Christmas. I got some Bible verses we're going to talk about, and we're going to explain what Advent is and how it prepares us for the coming of Jesus Christ. Let's talk about it. Let's go. So today we're talking about Advent and the whole season of Advent leading us up to Christmas, leading us up to the birth of Christ. So that is what Advent is, is that expectant time of waiting for Jesus to come. They were waiting for the Messiah to come, uh, and we're going to talk about that in Isaiah. So turn to your Bibles if you're watching or or kind of reading along with me to uh, Isaiah chapter 9. We're going to start in verse 2. So what is happening right now, Isaiah is the prophet. This was written about 700 years or so before the birth of Christ. There are these prophet books, right? Isaiah is one of them. And he's talking about them living in a time of darkness. So even in the time of Job, you know, hundreds of years prior to that, they were living in a time of darkness uh, and, and, and trying to look for a light and looking for a Savior, looking for salvation uh, of what they were looking for. So today in Isaiah, this is what sets the tone, right? They were in a time of darkness and they were looking for Jesus to come, even though they didn't know it was Jesus at the time. So let's read uh, Isaiah 9, uh, verse 2, to start our kind of hope section of this broadcast. As I mentioned, during Advent season, we want to talk about hope, peace, joy, and love, preparing us for Christ, and this is the hope section. They're in a time of darkness, right? And this verse is what Isaiah is going to talk about, is the hope. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light, For those who live in a deep land of darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people reject, uh, rejoice at the harvest, and like warriors dividing the plunder. Verse 4, for you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. So what Isaiah is talking about is the fact that he's they're waiting for this Messiah to bring them out of this darkness, to save them from the Roman rule, you know, during Jesus' time, but save them from enslavement uh, that they had been feeling and been under. All right, so verse 6 is very important. This is prophecy here. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So he is foretelling a baby being born and preparing right their hearts for this child a son to be given to them okay a son of israel and ultimately a son of god right so isaiah is talking about them living in darkness and there's hope in this child that's going to be born the government will rest on his shoulders he will be called i love this part of course all caps wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace so there is hope 
for them, for this Savior that would be coming. There is hope for this child, this baby, this son to be born, and gives them hope uh, that there is a brighter future because they're living, as I mentioned, in a time of darkness, Um, especially when you kind of get to the end of the Old Testament. All these prophets stop talking and and, uh, stop hearing from God, and there's hundreds and hundreds of years that uh, God doesn't, quote-unquote, interact uh, with uh, the earth through prophets, for example. Uh, so they are living now in this time of darkness, in this time of despair. So that gives them hope. This baby being born gives them hope. All right, let's turn. Uh, we're going to stay in Isaiah. Turn to 40, verse 3. Okay. Now this, the other thing they're looking for, obviously, is peace. As we just talked about, the very end of verse 6, as we wrapped up, that the son, the child that will be born, is a prince of peace. Now we're going to talk about peace in Isaiah verse, uh, let's do verse 3. Listen, it's the voice of someone shouting, clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. Okay, so this is interesting, especially when you kind of go back at the beginning of 3. Listen, it's the voice of someone shouting, clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. What is this? What is Isaiah prophesizing here? It's John the Baptist. He lived in the wilderness. He is the voice in the wilderness, and he is shouting, clear the way, the Lord is coming. He was the one that came before Jesus was born. And with that, you're going to have peace. You're going to make straight highways through the wasteland. You're going to fill the valleys and level the mountains, straighten the curves, smooth the right places. Jesus that's what we know that he was prophesizing at this point, will provide these things to us. Make sense? All right, let's go back in Isaiah. The third part of the Advent season is joy. So let's go to 12. Let's go to Isaiah 12 here. Sorry, it's taking me a second. To get to uh, chapter chapter 12. All right, Isaiah 12. Excuse me. We'll do verses uh, 2 through 6 is what I had written down. Uh, So this is talking about joy. See, God has come to save me. I will trust him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. With joy, you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. It is In that wonderful day, you will sing, thank the Lord, praise his name, tell the nations what he has done, let him know how mighty he is. Sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Let all the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy. For great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. So a couple of interesting things talking about joy and preparing ourselves for Christ to come, and they were preparing preparing themselves for the Messiah to come, who we know now was Jesus, right? And when he does come, all right, in that day, Isaiah says, 
you will sing, I will praise, O Lord, you were angry with him, but now no more. I love the beginning of one. So in that day, right, you will see that God has come to save you. You will trust him and not be afraid. He gives you strength. I love verse 3. Let's read that again. With joy, you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. With joy, you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. How poetic is that? Think about what is in your heart with joy, okay? When you have joy, it's not just happiness, okay? You can be happy when you buy something, you buy a new toy, you buy a new car, you uh, win a game, you can be happy in that circumstance. But that doesn't bring you joy. Joy is fulfillment. Joy is, yes, being happy and being um, you know, pleased with what is happening, but being joyful or filled with joy is a different type of feeling. It is a fulfilling nature that, uh, that things of this world can't really provide. Uh, it's interesting, you know, if you, if you think about it, nobody really talks in the way of, uh, you know, that car that I bought brings me joy. Uh, you know, that, uh, you know, I, I bought that new house. It, it, bring, it brought me joy. Uh, you know, I bought that new, uh, you know, phone and it brought me joy uh, or whatever. They say, hey, it makes me happy. It makes me, you know, content. It makes me, uh, you know, fulfills me right? Is that what they say? But that's really not true. What it is, is the joy from Christ that uh, fulfills us and fills that void that is inside of us. And with that, what happens? We drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. He's already proclaiming that we are going to be saved, that Jesus will provide salvation for us. Even though he didn't even understand what he was saying at that point, but that being a prophet— uh, he was speaking God's word. And it talks about, Tell the nations what he has done, let him know how mighty he is. Sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Let all the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy. All right? So at first, Jesus, or this upcoming child, will bring us hope. And then he talks about it bringing us peace. And then now he's talking about in the day of the Messiah, in the day when this child is born, in the day when Jesus is here, you will have joy. He will fulfill you and provide you salvation. All right, we got one more. Let's talk about love. Let's turn to Luke now. So Luke is um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It's the third gospel. And um, a lot of times, if, if you're following along with me on Instagram, or on Facebook, you can go to the stories, and I'm doing the chapters of Luke per day. So today was Luke 4. I like to read Luke throughout December because there's 24 chapters. And if I start on the first, I finish on Christmas Eve, and I understand the entire um, story uh, of Jesus and the life of Jesus. And it talks about the birth uh, of Jesus and Luke, so it's a great book to read. Uh, and if you want to read about the birth of Christ. But that's not what we're doing today. That's going to be Friday's episode. Today, we're talking about love. So this is preparing our hearts and preparing us to uh, accept Jesus and to be uh, happy and joyful uh, as the Son uh, is born and uh, we are uh, saved. Uh, so in, in this, uh, before Jesus is born, Mary is 
pregnant, and she goes to visit Elizabeth, okay? Elizabeth was her cousin, uh, and Elizabeth was uh, John the Baptist's mother. Uh, so what happens is, um, this is just telling the story if you don't know it, Mary comes to visit Elizabeth, uh, John the Baptist jumps for joy in her belly, right? Uh, and it's very exciting. And so this is uh, the, the, the song of praise that Mary sings, so to speak. Okay, so Mary responded, and let me let me back up. You are blessed because you you believe that the Lord would do what He said. Okay, that is what uh, Elizabeth said. Now this is what Mary responds with. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord! How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for He took notice of my lowly servant girl, and from now on, all generations will be call will call me. Blessed, for the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful for he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her own home. So that wraps up that kind of section. So what is what are we talking about here? She's doing a lot of references to Psalms and some of the Old Testaments, but she's talking about how God loved us so much. He loved her so much that he has blessed us with this upcoming Savior at that point. Right, he took a lowly servant girl, and from now on, all generations will call her blessed. Right, he took. Uh, he is holy. He has done great things. He's talking about God doing all these things for her, for the nation of Israel, and for all people. Okay, and that is uh, that is uh, Luke one uh, forty six through fifty five. All right, for he made this promise to his ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. This is the promise of God. He loved us so much. He loved them so much that he promised us, he promised the world a Savior. So that, that's, that's the pure love that God has for us. So if you go back to these four sections, you know, he provides hope that there's a Savior coming to the prophet Isaiah and to the world Right? There's a hope for a child to be born. Right? There's peace in his nature. He is the Prince of Peace. He will provide joy and fulfillment that we can't get here on earth. And he does all of this because he loves us. He loves us so much that he promised us that he would do this. God promised us that he would provide this Savior, that he would provide the Messiah. He promised us this, and that is done out of pure love, okay? All right, uh, I'll get to that question in a minute. Uh, somebody's referencing the last uh, episode. So these verses, especially in Isaiah, but certainly here in Luke, right before, kind of in those months before Jesus was born, uh, kind of prepare our hearts and prepare our minds uh, for the upcoming season. It's preparing our uh, understanding that somebody is coming uh, to save us, and we already know who that is now, uh, which is Jesus. So all these things fulfilled. Uh, if you read all of Isaiah, even the first part of Mary here, those things are fulfilled 
uh, in the birth of Christ. So this is why we celebrate Christmas. I get a lot of flack on here for posting about Christmas and talking about Christmas, and Christmas is pagan, and it's not in the Bible, and I get a lot of direct messages uh, that are, are frankly not, not a whole lot uh, that are nice, <laughs> but I do get some of those that are questioning me and, and calling me uh, pagan and, 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 uh, not, and false prophet and false teacher, all these things because we celebrate uh, Christmas. But this is why we celebrate Christmas, right? <clears throat> this is because they foretold of Jesus coming 700 years prior to him being here. They laid all the groundwork out, all the prophets, all the books of the Bible laid the groundwork out for Jesus to be born in Bethlehem. <clears throat> they foretold it. It happened just like they said it would. And we celebrate that. I don't care what month it is. We celebrate Jesus all year round. But this is a time that we can take out of our busy schedules and talk about the birth of our Savior, period. That is why we celebrate Christmas, okay? That's why we do it. That's why I do it. That's why I put a tree up, and that's why I put a nativity scene up, and that's why I read the book of Luke uh, for 24 days leading up to Christmas. That's why I do these podcasts. That's why I listen to beautiful Christmas music uh, all month long. Uh, that is why we do it. We celebrate the birth of Christ because he brings us hope. He brings us peace. He brings us joy, and it's all done out of love. All right? That it? That's it. That's it. So Friday, we'll do a Christmas episode. I'll probably read a little bit of Matthew, maybe some Luke. I don't know. I'll, I'll figure out what verses I want to read and talk through. But we're going to talk about the birth of, of Christ, and we're going to talk about the Christmas season, uh, certainly on Friday. So you don't want to miss that one, okay? Uh, you don't want to miss that one. So, okay, uh, this is the time, part of the episode. we got about five, six minutes left. Uh, let me answer a few questions uh, and, uh, and put them in the question marks over here. Live on Instagram, on the bottom of the screen there, there should be a uh, plus sign or a couple of dots. But hit that question mark, and I'll answer a couple of questions here uh, so we can go about our way. All right, let's see what we got here. A couple way to read and study the Bible. Pretty in pink, uh, Martinez. So, okay, uh, the best way to read and study the Bible... I got a couple of answers here, I guess. Uh, first and foremost, uh, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people ask me uh, how to read the Bible. I want to read the entire Bible. How do I do it? Uh, I don't understand it. It's confusing. The Old Testament's tough. Uh, my advice typically is um, read the Gospels first. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read about the, the life of Jesus here on earth. Uh, read about what he what he is and what he was and what he did uh, on earth. Uh, learn about you know why he came, and then when you go back and read the Old Testament, a lot of the times a, a lot of things make more sense. Uh, so the best way to read the Bible, in my opinion, you can start at the beginning uh, if you have the understanding that uh, even in Genesis one Jesus is there. If you have that understanding, start at Genesis. If not, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Then go back to Genesis and just read it. But it's not a novel, my friends. This is 66 different books uh, that are put together in a particular reason, in a particular order, right? Talks about the beginning. If you missed those episodes we did last month, we talked about, we read the beginning and the end of the Bible. There's a reason why uh, God wanted it to be starting with the beginning, and there's a reason why he wants to talk about the end uh, and everything in between is how uh, what happens and how we get there. Uh, but uh, I would read it. I would read the Gospels and go back and start with Genesis. Uh, how to study the Bible, you know, 
I would read the Bible first, quite frankly. I would get a uh, understanding of what you're reading before you just dive into a particular book and start studying it, because you're just going to look at it in uh, singularity and not necessarily in the context of the greater 66 books. Uh, so read the Bible first, and then once you kind of get an understanding about how it flows, where the uh, who wrote what books— uh, you can kind of dive into particular Bible study. If you want to go to my website uh, under the store area, there's a book section, and I did a uh, um, kind of a Bible outline for beginners. Uh, and uh, you can go download that. It's just a PDF and print it off, and it explains who wrote what book and what they're about. Uh, and you can download that. Uh, you Use the code BIBLE, and you get it for free. I think it's $5 if you don't uh, use the code, but if you use the code, you get it for free. Go to livingchristian.org, and you can download that. Uh, and that'll help you get a, a good understanding about, uh, you know, all those books. Where, you know, what are the history books and the prophet books and the what's the Torah and what, what are the Gospels and what are the, the Paul's letters and all those things and how they're all broken up in the Bible. But go, uh, go download that. And uh, it helps uh, you. I have I have one printed off here. I did it a couple years ago, uh, and uh, and uh, I don't. We've down. I mean, I think a thou- thousands of people have downloaded that. So go check that out at uh, livingchristian.org. All right, uh, free Bible. Use the code Bible checkout. It's free. All right. <laughs> Let's see what other questions we have. Um, what time do I do these live? I'm always missing it. Uh, and will you save these? We do these on Mondays and Fridays, 8 a.m. Central Time. And uh, but regardless, if you don't want to join us live or can't uh, listen to it on the podcast, Bible reading and coffee drinking, or watch it on YouTube. There's uh, lots of, uh, there's lots of episodes there. All right. Um, was Jesus born during Christmas? Uh, that's a great question and relevant. All glory to God. Uh, nobody knows uh, when Jesus was born. What month? Just being honest with you. Uh, nobody knows. Uh, you can take it literal. And say that he was born on December 25th. <clears throat> There's an argument to be made that he's born in the spring. There's an argument to be made that he was born in, in September. You can look for clues in the Bible uh, based on when, like, uh, John the Baptist's dad was serving at the temple. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep into that stuff, but uh, that is, there's a there's some arguments to be made there. Ultimately, for me, I don't care. Uh, I don't think it matters. Uh, our current kind of cal- calendar uh, that uh, the world abides by, uh, you know, we we celebrated on December the 25th. Uh, so that seems uh, the way we do it. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why. I'm not going to get into that, uh, of why uh, the, the early church chose uh, December 25th. Uh, but ultimately, it doesn't matter. The important thing is we take time out of our year, and we're closing out our year, and and it's symbolic in the sense of we're celebrating the birth of Christ as we as we go into a new year because he provided a new beginning and a new start for us. That's the important thing to think about. Okay, all right, cool. All right, one more uh, one more question, and we'll get out of here. I can't read that without my glasses on. Apologize. Um, let's see what we got. Uh, in the Bible, does it say she was buried or assumed into heaven? <clears throat> Mary is held in high uh, esteem by Catholics, but not so much in, uh, in my church. Just wondering. Silver bangles. Okay, it, nowhere in the Bible does it talk about Mary, the uh, the mother of Jesus uh, on earth, uh, being ascended or died. It just doesn't talk about it, to be honest with you. 
there's nowhere in any Bible, any translation I've ever read that talks about the fact that she was sinless or ascended into heaven and was, you know, did not die a normal human being's death. Nowhere in the Bible. That is a Catholic tradition that they teach and that they abide by. They pray to Mary and so forth. If you're Catholic, knock yourself out. Uh, but nowhere in the Bible. Uh, does it say that? Uh, there's not a particular scripture uh, that uh, says that she ascended into heaven. Or, quite frankly, there's not a particular uh, uh, verse that says that she died on earth. <clears throat> so it doesn't really talk about that. Uh, the, the, in reality, uh, she was chosen by God, <clears throat> right? Uh, she was chosen by God uh, to give birth to Jesus and to raise Jesus Christ. So she is certainly special, right? She is a special human being that uh, God chose her to uh, have this opportunity and have this blessing to actually uh, birth Jesus on earth. So uh, she is certainly a a special uh, person uh, on earth, different from anybody else that's ever walked this planet. Uh, God chose her. He didn't choose anybody else for this honor. So there's, you know, certainly we need to, uh, you know, uh, recognize that for sure. Uh, But, uh, you know, ultimately... Uh, she was a human like the rest of us. Uh, so, uh, you know, be thankful that God chose Mary. Uh, be grateful. Uh, and uh, she's a special woman on this earth for sure. But uh, nowhere in the Bible does it say that you have to pray through her or you're saved through her or uh, she was not sinless or uh, she ascended without dying. It doesn't. It just doesn't say it. Uh, so that's just... Uh, she doesn't say it. But she was chosen, right? She was definitely chosen by God. So that's a special thing. All right. Let's have a uh, quick prayer, and we'll get about our week. Remember, on Friday, we're doing a full-blown Christmas episode, uh, so don't miss that one. Uh, but uh, today, we talked about Advent, and hopefully you got something out of it, okay? So let's, uh, let's, um, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us these verses today. Lord, I'm asking you to prepare our hearts, prepare our minds, prepare our souls for the upcoming Christmas season as we celebrate the birth of Jesus here on earth. Lord, what you did for us 2,000 years ago, coming down to earth and getting into the dirt with us and, and, and living as a half human, you know, fully human, fully God uh, person on this earth is it's such a blessing for you to understand what we dealt with and what we deal with down here. And it's such a blessing that you came to live among us. That you're here. And that now your Holy Spirit lives inside of us. We are saved through your actions here on earth, Lord. You gave us a new way. You gave us the light and the darkness. You showed us how to get to you and to join you in eternity together and no longer be separated from you. You gave us a new way, Lord. When we couldn't do it on our, by ourselves, we couldn't abide by all the rules in the Old Testament. You saw it and you love us so much that you came down to be with us. Lord, we're so grateful for that and we will celebrate you for that all month long. May everybody watching this or listening to this have an open heart and prepare themselves, prepare their heart for the birth of Christ. We love you so much, and we trust you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
All right, guys. Have a great week. We'll tackle, uh, you know, some Christmas verses on Friday. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So join me then. Uh, until then, keep Jesus on your heart and forever on your mind. Love you guys. Mm-hmm.